She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Episode 6. What the heck is going on? In this episode, the gang pays a visit to their friend Sharon Weatherby, whose Uncle Stuart has been cursed by the ghost of the family's neighbor, Elias Kingston. Then Uncle Stuart disappears, so they venture into the allegedly haunted Kingston mansion next door to find Sharon's uncle and the ghost of Elias Kingston. (sighs) Its original air date was Saturday, October 18th, 1969. All right. You know the drill. Opening sequence. Episode title card. Again, it's the animated one. Mm-hmm. Dare I guess this will just become the standard going forward? Dare I? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, get the Scooby-Doo. Where are you? What the heck is going on? They're running. Background moves. Same thing. So we see the huge spooky mansion that we actually see in the opening sequence every episode. And then we slowly zoom in on it. And we hear an echoey voice saying, come 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 and we pan across to a graveyard in a mausoleum and we see a man in a brown suit with glasses and he's kind of got like a neatly trimmed gray beard that matches his neatly trimmed gray hair and then we hear the voice again come and the man is walking as if he were like hypnotized by the voice and forced to heed its beckon i know spooky Then we see the mystery machine is cruising down a road flanked by spooky, swampy forest. And inside, Fred says, we're almost at the Weatherby estate. And Velma's like, it sure is nice of Sharon to invite us to stay for the weekend. And Daphne says, there's lots of groovy stuff to do. And Shaggy is in the back and he's holding a giant stack hamburger and he agrees. There's swimming and eating and tennis and eating and riding and eating. But as he talks, Scooby reaches over and he steals his giant stack hamburger and he eats it. And Shaggy doesn't realize it until it's too late. Yeah, Shaggy was too busy thinking about the future food to pay attention to the <laughs> present to the food. Got. <laughs> yeah. Story of my life. Um, <laughs> and then Fred sees something and it's the man we saw earlier. And he's going into the mansion we also saw earlier. And he still kind of looks like he's under this hypnotic spell. Like his arms are out in front of him and he's kind of sleepwalking. And they're like, that's weird. Who would go into a place like that? But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. So then they just keep going because, I mean, <laughs> you know, why wouldn't you, I guess? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, why? It's none of your business. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So they're at the Weatherby Estate and Sharon and her, I'm guessing it's her dad. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I don't yeah, know. I think so. They just call him Mr. Weatherby all the time. So Sharon and her father greet them and Sharon says she's glad they came. But now she wonders if this was the wrong weekend to invite them. And Fred is like, why? And Mr. Weatherby says that a lot of the strange things have been happening. And Sharon says her uncle has gone missing. And Daphne's like, I wonder if that's who we saw going to that spooky old mansion. And then Mr. Weatherby is like, the Kingston mansion? And so then he suggests they should all go there and look around for Stuart. So outside the Kingston mansion, Sharon is like, Uncle Stuart, Uncle Stuart. But they don't get any reply. And then Daphne sees someone in the shadows and it's Uncle Stuart, except he's like an old man now. He's all gaunt and he's bald and his remaining hair and beard are pure white. He's an old man now. He got turned old. 
Oh no, he found a time warp in the middle of the sea. Spooky. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Better makeup, I'll say. So <laughs> back at Weatherby Estate, the frail looking steward is just sitting in this chair. And Mr. Weatherby, who I'm a guessing is Stuart's younger brother, Sharon's uncle, and Mr. Weatherby we think is his dad. So Yeah, I'm assuming that's brother. the case. Brother, yeah. brother-in-law, who knows? Anyway. So he asked him what happened. And Stuart says, it all started when he heard a voice calling from the old mansion. And he said that he had to obey it and that he was in a trance. And then as he talks, we kind of get like a flashback. So we actually see like Stuart walking through the cemetery that we saw before. And then he walks past the Kingston mausoleum and into the old mansion. And inside, he says he saw the ghost of Elias Kingston. Ooh. Oh. And Elias Kingston's ghost is wearing this Victorian style black greatcoat with shoulder cape. And he has black hair that honestly kind of looks like Boris Johnson's hair. Like, I don't know how to use a comb kind of style. And he's got like a greenish blue face. And he says the Weatherby fortune belongs to him. And if it's not returned to the Kingston mansion by morning, the entire family shall suffer this terrible fate. And then he does a little like, like he's casting a spell, raises his hands up. And then Stuart says that was when he turned him into an old man as a warning to them all. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. So Sharon's like, what are we going to do? And Mr. Weatherby says he's going to call the sheriff, but then he picks up the phone and it's dead. <clears throat> and Velma says that he should go get the sheriff and they'll wait there. And Daphne's like, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Uncle Stuart. And Mr. Weatherby is like, are you sure you'll be okay? And Fred says they will, and they'll take turns standing watch. And Daphne asks who will take the first watch. And Fred says, the watchdog, of course. And Scooby agrees until he realizes that he is actually the watchdog. Yeah. And Velma says, no ghostly voice will get past his keen ears. And then Scooby appears with one of those old-timey ear trumpet things, you know, pretending to be hard of hearing. And Fred says, that trick won't work tonight. And grabs the horn and puts it on Scooby's head like a dunce cap. And Scooby sheepishly laughs. Yeah. I always thought they were called ear horns. Yeah, I did um, but, I looked, but I looked it up and they're actually called ear trumpets, which is kind of weird because like you think of trumpet as like sound going out, whereas ear horns are sound coming or I guess ear trumpets are sound coming in. Mm-hmm. But whatever. <laughs> I also like that Fred is like, that trick won't work tonight. Which kind of implies that maybe it worked once before. I don't know. but <laughs> I mean, Scooby's tried all this stuff, and I'm sure once or twice the gang has been like, okay, you're yeah. safe. Oh, or... you got me once, Scooby. You're not going to get me again. <laughs> mm, I know better now. Yeah. That vet trip cost us a lot of money, Scooby. We're not following for tricks anymore. Right. You did vet, see if your hearing was gone. <laughs> 100%. I just took my cats to the vet this weekend. It's not cheap. You're not going for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, Scooby's going to be in trouble. He starts crying wolf all the time. He's going to be like really hurt. And they're going to be like, oh, you're faking Scooby. And he's like, no, I'm not. But anyway. Yeah. So later, Uncle Stewart is asleep in his chair. And the grandfather clock shows that it's 8 o'clock. We're guessing 8 o'clock at night, right? And Scooby's asleep on the floor nearby and he's snoring. And the French doors in the room are open. And there's a curtain blowing in the wind. And then we hear the voice again. Come, come. So Stewart kind of wakes and he kind of blinks his eyes like old man. And then he kind of rises up and he's still in trance and he starts walking towards the sound again, like his arms outstretched, like he's in like zombie mode or whatever kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then Scooby wakes up and Stuart is gone. So he runs over the wall and he grabs this bugle off it 
And he's all, wah, 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 wah. and then the gang comes running and Uncle Stewart is definitely gone. And Daphne says that Sharon is missing too. They're like, we got to get to the Kingston mansion as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Next to the French doors at the Weatherby Estate, there's this table that has a lamp on it. And the table is like covered in cobwebs and the lamp is all like the covers all ripped. And so I'm thinking, like, maybe the Weatherby Fortune isn't all it's cracked up to be, because, like, Weatherby Mansion's not looking so great either, <laughs> honestly. I mean, maybe it's just, you know, they're like, oh, it's supposed to be spooky. So, but anyway. Yeah. I thought that was weird, because they're supposed to be, like, in the good house and still, like, all run down. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> so inside the Kingston Mansion, there's no sign of Stuart or Sharon. And Shaggy is wearing roller skates, because that way he can escape quickly if the ghost appears. And they walk past a bookcase, and behind them, it slides open to reveal this room or passage. And we see Sharon is tied to a chair and gagged. And then the ghost of Elias Kingston peers out from around the opening. And he exits to follow the gang, and the bookcase slides back into place with Sharon still stuck behind it. So she's hidden back there. Mm -hmm. And Shaggy rolls up to a fireplace, and he picks up this, like, urn-shaped pot that's kind of on the ground near the fireplace and he's like wondering if ghosts can hide in little pots and as he's bent over we see the hands of Elias Kingston holding a bellows which he compresses and it blows air at Shaggy's butt which sends him careening into another room because of his roller skates and so he ends up in an old bathroom and he's in the bathtub and the shower is on and it's like spraying him with cold water and he's like oh yeah yeah and then it's commercial yep and then that scene of the craning skates, he's like, whoa, trying to keep his balance. And he falls in the bathtub and the shower gets him. That's the one that's actually in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. The sliding bookcase scene is actually a modified version because that scene is also in the opening credits. Like the bookcase slides away and we see like the ghost of Elias Kingston. But that one's modified because in the opening sequence, there's no Sharon in the scene. Mm-hmm. And also Elias Kingston is well, well first when they when the gang walks by shaggy is actually walking he's not wearing roller skates but then when the bookcase slides back elias kingston is actually all like ghostly green colored including like his hair and his coat mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a modified version of it but it's pretty yeah. much the same scene so yeah they probably just edited it to make it more yeah. general or it was like you know like i imagine like i know like as someone who watches like a lot of cartoons Especially like with the Transformers and that kind of stuff. Like the opening credits, the animation is usually way better than the actual episode because they can put more money into the opening credits. And then mm. the episodes are like more of like, you know, like treadmill, right? We got to like just start cranking them out. So it could be that thing too, where there's like mm-hmm. a different studio did them or just they put more effort into the credits because they're like credits. Make sure it looks good. <laughs> so. So, so we come back from commercial. And we see Scooby and he's peering into this room and he gets super excited. So you can kind of guess what he saw. He runs over and it's this old icebox refrigerator, like the kind that you actually had to put ice in to keep things cold. Mm-hmm. And in he opens it and then we see inside is this huge bone on a plate. Although it's got like cobwebs on it, which doesn't seem appetizing. And then he grabs the plate and he blows the dust off the bone, which also doesn't seem appetizing. with like ancient icebox with no refrigeration and cobwebs and everything. But anyway... He's a dog. So, but before he can enjoy it, we hear this growling off screen behind him and we see this big bulldog standing in the doorway. So that bone must belong to the bulldog. And it gets up in Scooby's face and Scooby jams the bone in his mouth, like lengthwise, like it holds his mouth open. And then Scooby runs, but the bulldog jaws just snap the bone into pieces. 
and then it chases after Scooby. And they run into this room, and the bulldog looks around, and he's unable to find Scooby. Meanwhile, behind the bulldog, there's this upturned wash tub, so like upside down, and then we see it kind of rise up a little bit, and then we see Scooby's little toes all, and he's like tiptoeing away from the bulldog underneath, like a little wooden turtle. But then there's these curtains nearby, and this hand points out of the curtains, and we hear like this noise Mm -hmm. and it's apparently elias kingston telling his dog like hey dog look the dude's getting away go that way (laughs) and so the dog is like oh so he chases after scooby so then the bulldog chases scooby into another room there's lots of rooms in this place yeah but scooby's waiting for him and he slams the wash tub down on the bulldog's head and he runs away and the bulldog is like all kind of like dazed and he still has the wash tub over his head and so he gets up and runs and then we see shaggy coming out of the room he was in he's like all dripping wet but the bulldog and the washtub slam into him and they go flying back into the room and this giant wave of water comes out the door. They must have landed in the bathtub that was full of water. Mm-hmm. And then we see Shaggy and the bulldog are both back in the bathtub and the shower head is still going and the water's raining. And Shaggy's like, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's taking a bath in a haunted house. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, reunited with the gang, Fred tells Shaggy and Scooby that whether they realized it or not, Scooby found their first clue. Who ever heard of a ghost needing a watchdog to scare people away, Velma says. And Shaggy is hopeful because maybe that means there isn't a ghost. Mm. And Fred says he hasn't seen one yet. And Daphne says they haven't seen Sharon or Uncle Stuart either. And Shaggy asks if Stuart was wearing a blue suit, red tie, and tennis shoes. And Fred says, yeah, last time we saw him, that's what he was wearing. So Shaggy thinks they found him, only he's gotten a little older. And we see in a chair, there's a skeleton in Stuart's clothes. <gasps> I mean, of course, in the entire episode, Stuart's been wearing a brown suit with black shoes and a black tie. Not Yes. And uh, definitely not tennis shoes. And, and the skeleton is also wearing those. But so a little oopsie there. But <laughs> animation did yeah. not look at the dialogue or the dialogue got yeah. changed. And whoops. Something. Yeah. And Fred is like, wow, that ghost wasn't kidding. And Velma's like, that's about as old as you can get. And Fred is frustrated and he says they need to find another clue. Shaggy says he's found one. And Fred asks what it is. And we see Shaggy and there's a green bluish hand on his shoulder. And he's like, him, the ghost of Elias Kingston. And the ghost tells him this is their last warning. If the Weatherby fortune isn't returned by morning, all those in the Weatherby household shall grow old. And then he like turns and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No disappearing. Just like, I'm done talking later. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Peace out. <gasps> Give me that money. I'll and then they all later. just stand there and like, wow, that was the ghost. Like they don't chase after him or nothing. They're just like, oh, there goes the ghost. Wow. That was the ghost. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that The whole scene is kind of weird there. Yeah. <laughs> Not like a little like poof cloud of smoke and the ghost stays <laughs> away. It's just like. I'm done. See ya. And he like just literally turns and walks away. <laughs> They're just like all, whoa, that was a ghost. Anyway, they also then realize that Scooby is gone because while the ghost was talking, we saw him run into this closet and put like an out to lunch sign on the door. So Velma sees a sign on the door now that says out to lunch. And she's like, oh, that must be Scooby-Doo. And Fred's like, yep, sounds like him. And they open the door and inside Scooby's at a table and the table is like candles and like a vase with some roses on it. And he's got like a napkin around his neck and he's eating this big platter of like turkey legs. <laughs> and Shaggy is really upset that he wasn't invited. 
So. Yeah, I don't know where he found that, but okay, sure. I, I mean, either. maybe that was Elias Kingston's dinner, and he got interrupted. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but then we have commercial too, because mm-hmm. some turkeys obviously died. I guess because <laughs> it's just a big old platter full of legs. So, yeah. So in the cemetery, the gang sees the ghost enter a mausoleum. So they decide to go in and see what he's up to. And Fred has Shaggy use Velma's fingerprinting kit to dust the mausoleum doors, which is metal, has a doorknob. And they dust it for fingerprints. And after first dusting Velma's hand, Shaggy dusts the doorknob and it's covered in fingerprints. And Fred knew it. And Daphne's like, wait, a ghost wouldn't leave fingerprints. And Fred opens the door and a bat flies out. And Shaggy thinks it's the ghost that's turned into a bat. And Velma's like, you're being ridiculous. (laughs) So Fred tells Scooby to go in and sniff around for the ghost. And Scooby refuses. And so Fred offers Scooby a Scooby snack. And he still refuses. And so Fred tries to, like, bargain with him. And he's like, two, three, four scooby snacks yeah and he's doing like this cool trick too where it's like flicking his hand back and forth and it comes up with two and then comes up with three and comes up with four yeah it's a little sleight of hand it's cool and scooby's like yeah 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 but then shaggy grabs the four scooby snacks out from between fred's fingers and is like i'll go and he eats them (laughs) and he's like scooby scooby doo (laughs) and fred looks at shaggy like what What the fuck is wrong with you dude And Scooby's obviously class. I love that look. I went back and watched that several times just because that look <laughs> on Fred's face is just like, what the it's, hell is wrong with you? It's pretty funny. And Scooby's obviously not happy either. But Shaggy does keep his word and he enters the mausoleum and he looks around and he admits he'll do anything for a Scooby snack and gives everyone the all clear. So there's no ghost inside, but Velma does find a book on Crystalomancy and Shaggy's like, Crystalomancy? I used to know a Christy Nerdlinger and Velma's like, no, it's not a girl. It's a book on how to use a crystal ball. And Daphne's like, oh, like a fortune teller. And Fred says, there's an old Swami place downtown. But then we see the hand of Elias Kingston and he closes the door to the mausoleum, locking the gang inside. <gasps> not good. Don't want to be trapped no, it's also that. weird that the mausoleum has like this metal door with like a doorknob. It's kind of weird. I but, know. <laughs> yeah. Like bolts and everything on it. Like just anyway. So they're trapped inside the mausoleum, and Fred is like, Well, hopefully there's a secret way out. And so they just start all tapping on the walls because it's gonna be a secret, right? And Scooby taps on a wall and it, the whole wall rotates so he disappears. And the rest of the gang is like, Where's Scooby? So they go over to that wall and they tap it and it rotates again. So they disappear, but then Scooby comes back and he's like, oh, he's all scared, right? And then it rotates again and again and again and again. And it keeps going faster and faster and faster with either like Scooby or the gang on the opposite side of the wall, right? So it keeps Mm -hmm. reappearing. And then eventually it spins so fast, they all just like end up on the floor on the opposite side. And Fred is like, Scooby-Doo, you found the secret exit. Yay. So. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, they're out. Then they're driving the mystery machine through town and it's nighttime. I guess still because it was nighttime before, right? When they went looking for Uncle Stuart. And they talk about how the secret exit led right to the Weatherby estate, which is weird. And they wonder if that has anything to do with Sharon's disappearance. And Fred is like, well, maybe we'll find out here. And they had just pulled up to the Swami's place. And so they walk in 
And there's no one there, though, even though it's unlocked. And so Fred is like, well, if the Swami isn't here, they probably won't mind if we look around. <laughs> Fred has a very weird concept of, like, privacy and consent, apparently. So yeah, I was going to say yeah, that's was- pretty funny. Like, no one's here. I guess we can poke around and no one will care. Yeah. Like, you left what? your door unlocked. You're just asking us to come snoop around. What are yeah, you thinking? Apparently. So. So Daphne opens a storage closet and they're like, oh, no. And like all the stuff falls out all over Shaggy and Scooby. Not sure why it didn't fall out on Daphne because she wouldn't open the door. But anyway, and it includes like a turban and a blanket and all this kind of stuff. Right. So it's like like a Mr. Whoopi closet from Tennessee Tuxedo. Like all the stuff just like piles out. And then they hear this bell because like the, when the door opens, like one of those bells on it that like rattles when the door opens. Mm-hmm. And we hear someone going like, Swami, Swami. And it's like this old rich lady. And so it's like, oh, no. So they all run and hide behind this curtain, except Scooby for some reason, who is like wrapped in that blanket that came out of the closet. And he's wearing that jeweled turban. And he's seated at the table with the crystal ball. So I'm not sure why Scooby didn't hide, but he didn't. And the old woman has like these glasses on a stick. She's like an old rich lady, right? And she obviously can't see that great even with them because she thinks Scooby is the Swami. And so Shaggy uses his ventriloquism to aid in the deception so they don't get caught. Mm -hmm. So Scooby acts like a Swami. Shaggy does the voice. (laughs) They don't do that great of a job. Um, At one point, she says she wants her palm red. And so Scooby like actually literally like paints it red with some paint that he pulls out from under the table for somehow. And so anyway, she gets all mad and she ends up leaving. And they're like, whew. Hope that's the end of the customers. And then it's commercial. <laughs> yeah. And one of them even mentions she didn't even pay us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's Shaggy. She didn't even give us a tip or nothing. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, and this is one of those weird ones that we talked about last episode with the commercial breaks. Because it's only been like three minutes since the last commercial. Right. <laughs> it's like really, really compressed. So, but anyway. Yeah. So with Scooby out of costume, they continue searching the place. And the table with the crystal ball suddenly levitates. And the face of Elias Kingston appears in the crystal ball and the table floats towards them. (gasps) And he basically is like, you did not do what I said. So now you shall pay. And the table like floats around and it chases them around. while Elias Kingston's face like cackles in the crystal ball and tells them to run and is like laughing. And Fred opens the rear exit and the table flies outside and they're like, phew, we got rid of it. But then it comes back through the open window. Oh, And the ghost laughs and the table continues to kind of chase them around. And then at some point, the table scoops up Scooby and it flies into and then out of like the curtain room and back. And it finally crashes under like the additional weight of Scooby. Like apparently that was too much for it to take. And under the table, they notice that there's a fan and an engine attached and also, like, possibly some D batteries. And, like, that's what made it fly. They're <laughs> just, like, taped to the, under the table, too. That's what I with the batteries just taped there. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm I'm going to say this is dubious. <laughs> you mean you can't strap a fan to a table, give it a motor, and make it fly? I Damn don't it. think so. There go my Sunday night plans. Yeah, but I do like that there's, like, two like, D batteries just, like, taped down next to the motor. Because, <laughs> I mean, there's no cord, right? So it's got to run somehow. Let's put some batteries right there. So they were at least thinking about it, right? They were just like, here's the motor. It's going to run. They were like, no, dude, it needs some batteries. So good on you, animators. I'm, the motor I'm, I'm could glad. run on propane or something. I mean, it's still ridiculous, but at least you put some power source there. So good job. Yeah. Anyway. So the table's like laying there crashed, right? And the crystal ball's like on the floor. And Velma sees that there's a whole bunch of suitcases in the room and like travel chests. Like someone's going away on a pretty big trip. 
And Daphne opens one of them and it has a professional makeup kit inside. And then Shaggy finds this fancy miniature TV camera, which because it's 1969, it's like a pretty big TV camera, but Mm -hmm. would be miniature back then, right? And he points it at Scooby. And when he does, Scooby's face appears in the crystal ball that's on the floor that was on the flying table. And Fred is like, that's how the ghost appeared in the crystal ball. It's closed circuit TV. And then he says, now they have enough clues to turn the tables on the ghost. Fred has a plan. Fred's an idea man. He is. He's the idea man. Yeah. Yeah. So Shaggy and Scooby are walking through the Kingston mansion, calling out for the ghost. And Scooby has like this chest on his back, which sounds weird when you say it, but you know, it's like he has like a, you know, like a treasure chest kind of looking thing. He's carrying it on his back. Mm -hmm. And the ghost hand appears on Shaggy's shoulder. And Shaggy's like, oh, I think we found him. And he's like, oh, you brought the fortune. Fortunate for you. Ha, ha, ha. So the ghost <laughs> makes puns, too, which is great. <laughs> and then, but he's like, stay. As I open the chest to see the fortune. But when he opens it, like this jack-in-the-box clown pops up on a spring and it squirts him with water. And then Shaggy and Scooby run. And the ghost is like, I'll turn you to bones. And he's racing after them. But then they hide behind this curtain. And then Shaggy's shoes stick out from the curtain. And the ghost sees the shoes. He's like, mm-hmm, I know where you're at. But then behind the curtain, we see Shaggy and Scooby are standing next to this anvil on a pedestal. And Shaggy's like, whispering, air quotes here, oh, Scooby, I hope the ghost doesn't find us behind this curtain. So <laughs> the shoe's sticking out. We're kind of intentional, I'm thinking. And the ghost, like, grins. And then he, like, rubs his fist. And he's like, whoa, and, like, punches the curtains. And then he's like, ah! Punch the anvil, obviously. And then Shaggy grabs his shoes, and he and Scooby run. So, yeah, not sure that's like really ghostly behavior, of like, <laughs> and then punching through a curtain. But okay, no. Also, it doesn't seem like I feel like you would pull the curtain back, not try and punch through thin air. But I guess if you think his shoes are there, I don't know. Anyway, well, because he thinks they don't know, right? He, like, right. Even though, <laughs> oh, they they don't know that I heard them say that they're behind the curtain. Not the smartest ghost, baby. Yeah. No. So Fred is armed with the camera and Velma is standing over a mezzanine with a projector and Fred films Shaggy running on a treadmill, which Velma projects down below. And so the ghost sees Shaggy run past and he's like, I'll mummify you. And he chases it. He doesn't realize it's the projection. And as the ghost runs, another ghost appears running beside him that looks just like him. And then another. And then he's like, this place is really haunted. I don't know why he thinks the ghost would look exactly like him. But anyway, Fred projects a giant snarling Scooby-Doo. And so the ghost sees this giant dog behind him and he runs. (gasps) And Fred tells Sharon that it's working. And she says the ghost is heading towards the secret room where he had her tied up. So I guess they found Sharon at some point. Yeah, at some point they figured out where she is. I don't know when that happened, but she's with them. And so inside this room, the ghost is like, well, Miss Sharon, I still have you. And the fortune shall be... And then he kind of stops and he sees the bones of Uncle Stuart are there, left where Sharon was. And so he flees the secret room and the gang drops a huge net on him. <gasps> they got him. They caught the ghost. With a net. Nice. Yeah. He, he might not be a real ghost if that works. Oh. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll test your theory here. Let's see. So <laughs> back at Weatherby Mansion, the ghost of Elias Kingston is tied to a chair and Mr. Weatherby and Sharon are with the gang. And Fred tells Mr. Weatherby that the ghost doesn't need any introduction 
And then he and Shaggy, like Shaggy has some like spray stuff and he sprays the ghost's face and then Fred wipes it off and all the makeup comes off and it reveals Uncle Stewart. <gasps> and he's normal age. He's not like old man Uncle Stewart. He's just normal yeah. Uncle Stewart. And Sharon's like, Uncle Stewart. And Fred says he thought he could scare them into giving up the family fortune. And Daphne says that the ghostly wailing they heard was just a recording. And then Velma, who apparently is impersonating Daphne because Daphne's voice coming out of Velma's mouth, says that he used makeup to make himself look old. And Sharon says that when she came downstairs, she saw Stuart's wig fall off. And so she knew he wasn't old. And then Mr. Weatherby's like, that must be why he had to kidnap you. <laughs> and then Sharon's like, but where did the whole Swami thing come in? And Daphne says, what better way for a swindler to disappear? To be disguised like another person, I guess, right? And then Sharon's like, Uncle Stewart, why? But Uncle Stewart doesn't talk. Mr. Weatherby's like, well, maybe he'll talk to the sheriff. And then he's like, hey, you kids must all be hungry. And Sharon's like, groovy. And Shaggy's like, yes. And he runs over the table. And there's this big old, like, you know, the, the big serving dish thing with the top. And he pulls the giant top off. But the platter is completely empty except for a sign there that just says Scooby-Doo was here. And he's like, the whole turkey gone. And then Scooby pops up at the end of the table. And he's holding a turkey leg and he's all <laughs> chomps down on it. And he's all Scooby-Doo. Scooby and then the show's over. Mm -hmm. So Scooby's like the Bumpus's hounds, like sons of bitches, Bumpuses. Anyway, Tori's not going to get that, but she will. Mm -hmm. No. Soon. And maybe Shaggy will say, like, we're going out for dinner. And they'll have Chinese goose instead of turkey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I don't I don't know how Mr. Weatherby had a whole meal prepared when he went to get the... Anyway, it's fine. DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. That makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> they have servants that just... They keep in the basement, I guess. I you guess know, so. Yeah, we don't see yeah. any of them. I mean, I guess in a house that big. they were too busy cooking to like dust and get rid of all those cobwebs on that yeah, table. I was gonna say they don't work very hard, but you know, oh. I mean, I guess you're gonna miss some things. It's a big house. They're just cooks. They don't. It's not really cleaners. It's just cooks, okay. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That makes and then we sense. have the Ed credit sequence, and it's over. Yep, that's it. That's they it. Figured out that her uncle was the one pretending to be a ghost and apparently like a psychic in town is like his day job and then yeah also he's like a super good makeup artist so yeah not sure why and he's, he's not doing too bad because he can afford like all this fancy equipment and fancy makeup kit and like rent on this huge storefront they're like running around it's like another mansion it's got like all these doors and side rooms and everything with this and why he's a swami so it's just what tell i have no idea but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he's not just making money that way. I mean, not that it's <laughs> not that it's super honest work to pretend to be a psychic, but you know, I mean, I feel like that might be better than trying to trick your family into handing over their fortune. Yeah. Also, I don't, I mean, I don't know the family dynamic there. Maybe he is like a brother-in-law because like he would be the older brother, I'm guessing. Right. And so like if you're thinking like, you know, normal patriarchy crap, like he'd be the one who would be inheriting the money, not like Sharon or Mr. Weatherby, Sharon's dad, who we're assuming is her dad, and not like her sugar daddy. We don't know what's going on in this house anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> no one knows. It's fine. They're gonna go horseback riding and play tennis and eat a lot of food now, apparently, and have a good I'm making weekend, the cartoon so. way creepier than it needs to be. So <laughs> 
so yeah they solved the mystery it's all good yay all right well thanks for listening and supporting us on patreon yep you guys rock and we appreciate it and we hope you're enjoying these episodes yeah they're fun they are fun it's they're fun to watch too it's like it makes me feel like a kid again i'm like all right time to do my homework (laughs) to watch some scooby-doo cartoons i mean i don't know that i'm like i feel like a kid again time to do my homework i don't know if i'd go there but (laughs) i liked homework when i was in elementary school I don't know. Once I got Tori to like, is secretly crystal nerdlinger. I'm, I'm, I was a big nerd. I don't know. I really liked school. I liked homework. I used to like in the summer get those activity books and pretend they were my homework and mm. do homework <laughs> for fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, probably too much information. Anyhow, <laughs> look, I'm a kid who like went to middle school like. And was obsessed with the X-Files and vampires. So I was not the coolest kid <laughs> in my class. Well, it sounds like we better go because Locke is not happy. Locke thinks it's dinner time, even though it's only like three o'clock. So he is not correct oh. on that matter. Okay. Hi, honey. Well, it is they getting have... dark earlier now. So he's I know. He's I think confused. they're... Yeah, honey, I know. And they had to go to the vet yesterday. And then we had like this fire alarm in my apartment so we had to evacuate on thursday night so it's been a a long week for my cats they've had a rough one and that's the kind of high quality stuff we want to make sure that you get in this patreon (laughs) hey you want to hear more from us now you get to know a lot about me (laughs) and how i was a nerd in school and my cats are having a rough week there you go yeah all right well thank you again we'll see you next time yeah I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded at Black Cat Studios. Hashtag really just a bedroom closet. Episode production design and editing is by Lazy and Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz. And the truth is what we make of it by the Aquarians. Our premium feed is where you can find all of our X-Files adjacent bonus episodes covering television and films that are, you guessed it, X-Files adjacent. If you like these bonus episodes, tell a friend about our Patreon page. We'd love to have them join us. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time as we rewatch episode seven of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Never Ape an Ape Man. And try to figure out if the truth truth is is still still out there. there.
All right, I am back. All right. I got a sparkling water drink thing. Okay. I poured more tea and burned my tongue on it. And we're ready to go. <laughs> Yay. Right. 